Hello and welcome to another episode of The Philosophy Guy. So today we are going to do an episode on basically just contemplating truth. So uh, and the way I look at this is the path to truth, you know, it, it, it finds us traveling down a, a road of knowledge and experience that is, it can be thrilling and pleasant or or at least I, I think it can be and I'm going to hopefully try to make it in this episode here today. And with truth in our pursuit, we had to you know, we have to start somewhere. With truth, you have to start off by assuming something before you can develop any any idea around truth, right? It involves kind of trusting an assumption, and people have various assumptions, and we'll kind of get into that. But let's start with, with kind of our, why we have the perception we do of truth, right? The human species, you know, it's, we're a fascinating creature, a clever be- a being that has proclaimed our dominance among the rest of the animal kingdom we we are the kings right right at least that's what we like to tell ourselves we like to tell ourselves we're the most intelligent and for some reason we tell ourselves that because we're the most intelligent we must be the best right and there's an assumption within there so there's an assumption within that claim and some people would say that claim is the truth and lots of assumptions are involved with that our cleverness has evolved from our powerful minds that have allowed us to think creatively, to create stories, to think consequentially, uh, you know, giving us kind of this overinflated sense of self, this ego, and this identity, right? So from our mind, the sense of self and the ability to communicate, we kind of, we weave these grand narratives we live by, right? The narratives we use to then comprehend the very reality we live in. But what does it, all of this mean? What What is the reality of what I'm saying. This is where we kind of begin our journey into understanding truth or maybe, I'm trying to think, maybe more accurately, a a possible understanding of truth. So like I said, I don't like to pretend to be an expert on things. So I want, the point of this podcast is for people to kind of do their own inquiries as well, while also if they would like, they can listen to my inquiries. So, but let's continue. So you see, we humans, we go through life searching for purpose. You know, we look inward, we look outward in the past, we look in the present, you know, and considering the future, all done hoping to find some semblance of meaning. And this is why humans are obsessed with truth. As we latch onto it as though, you know, truth will provide us some sort of this this validity to our impression about life's meaning. So those that pursuit of knowledge, that pursuit of meaning, that pursuit of uh, purpose. We want to latch on to some form of truth to then say that it adds value to what we have as an understanding of purpose and meaning, right? So we are fascinated with finding the truth. And maybe more precisely, we're fascinated with discovering a reality of objective truth. We use philosophy, science, religion, and thinking in general to search for an understanding of the cosmos, to find the meaning of all of this. So first, consider what provides us with this kind of fascinating ability of contemplation, creativity, and a sense of self. What gives us the ability to internally understand the importance of generosity to our fellow humans while in the same breath we have it has us justifying, you know, a cunning action to that same fellow human. Well, I think it, I think it comes back to, you know, 
this that little three pound walnut we have shaped that three pound walnut shaped organ that's placed on top of our spinal cord, our brain, our mind, right? So our brain, the mind that constantly is firing off, you know, 100 billion neurons that works to provide us with our perception of consciousness, or that's at least our understanding now, right? (laughs) Consciousness and the self, the mind that produces those visual sensations, those emotions, those memories, those thoughts, those attitudes, and those beliefs, the mind that creates you and your perception of you, what you are, how you act, your reaction to things, your emotional reaction to things, right? Yes, that, that mind that has, you know, grasped at any any piece of perceived knowledge to back the illusions we live by, that powerful mind. But what does this have to do with truth? So our, our perceived state of consciousness provides us with a, you know, an interesting perspective on objective truth with our, you know, within our universe. But we must remember our state of consciousness was not developed for finding objective truth. It was merely evolved for survival. When we seek out truth, in some way, we're trying to seek out certainty. However, in that pursuit of truth, we try to grasp at certainty where it doesn't exist, or at least from one of my eyes, where I I don't think it exists. In that sense, and that I'm not that is not saying I don't think truth exists. I'm trying to show you the way we pursue truth, if that makes sense. So, okay, so it's our reliance on narratives, stories, and illusions around our existence that keeps us moving forward, right? And thus we are left with no facts, no truth, but merely interpretations. As one of Friedrich Nietzsche's most celebrated statements goes, there are no facts, only interpretations. So let's kind of attempt to see what he means by that. So where does this leave us? Well, it leaves us making interpretations. It leaves us making judgments and assertions that about the world built on a foundation within the void. So as Nietzsche said in uh, in his book, Beyond Good and Evil, you should all read it, right? So, but he said, indeed, the hermit will doubt whether a philosopher is even capable of having final and true opinions, whether at the back of his every cave, a deeper cave is lying, is bound to a lie, a wider, stranger, richer world behind every surface, an abyss beneath his every depth, and beneath his every abyss, an inmost depth. Every philosophy is a facade philosophy, such as the hermit judgment. Every philosophy also conceals a philosophy. Every opinion is also a hiding place. Every word is also a mask. So, will the truth set us free? Let's let's consider that question as as you're contemplating that quote I just said. So, truth is seemingly always just out of grasp. We will keep ourselves running towards the truth, running, running, running. At the peak of a mountain, we're climbing to the peak of a mountain to find that truth. We're going to find it, right? Only to find an even higher peak hidden in the clouds. When we reach, when we finally reach that peak, we see another peak, another peak that's in the clouds and we must go after. Thus, we are left in the pursuit of truth, inching ever closer, ever closer, but never genuinely finding the truth we so desire. However, if this is true, I don't think it's necessarily bad for us. Far, far from it. 
this always out of reach truth doesn't destroy our understanding of evolving knowledge. Instead, it formulates an agreement that we can never know everything. It forces us to understand that we always need to be pursuing. We should never stop pursuing because we're never going to know everything. Instead, it, it, it formulates an agreement, like I said, that we can never know everything. So primarily we gather knowledge and, you know, we keep thinking about our understanding of the universe, the meaning of the universe, and, you know, you try to capture that utility-based information about how to live our lives. So we can find an arrangement that allows us to have reality give us reliable feedback in return. That makes truth changeable, but only changeable regarding its usefulness in relation to the universe. In re- and when I say in relation to the universe, that's in relation to our reality that we live in. So although the truth is out there, out there somewhere, right? We can never come to it with certainty. So the limits of language, you know, our understanding of mathematics, the seemingly random chaos of the universe, and the idea of that truth is, you know, kind of infinitely expanding kind of demonstrates that we can never land at the the objective truth we seek. So let's say you grant that we cannot come to truth. Let's say you kind of agree with me on that part. But now what? How do we come to the foundations of knowledge? Well, we can never capture the entire objective truth in the universe. You know, it's it's not really within our grasp of comprehension because of you know our human limitations. Thus, there is no ultimate, objective, and undeniable foundation to build our understanding of the universe upon. And it leaves us with kind of using our understanding of the universe as though as though knowledge is kind of contingent upon the circumstances it's placed in. So now, this isn't to say that we have nothing to base our understanding of the universe on, right? I'm not saying like, everything is relative and just kind of, you know, just go with the flow and do what you want, man. That's not what I'm saying. So for example, our current understanding of physics is generally reliable in almost all circumstances. But that doesn't mean we stop questioning physics. It doesn't mean we stop inquiring about what physics means or the theory of relativity and all these various things that I'm absolutely not an expert on and just know the very, very minimum basics. But to know, but what I do know is those experts that are in those fields they're continually pursuing and understand their understanding of physics. They're not stopping and be like, "Oh, yep, we know all there is to know. You know, there's nothing for us, for us, for us to do. Let's just stop and you know, just chill." No, that's not what's happening. That's not is that is not what is happening at all. So as we are trying to build upon our understanding of physics based on the reality we've been placed in, that's what we're trying to do. We're continually pursuing. We're continually pursuing truth. In that sense. So the truth that the laws of physics abide by operate within, you know, a mathematical agreement that allows us to trust it to some extent. But here is here's the kicker. Within those truths that operate within the laws of physics, mathematical agreements, and the cosmos, we have biased observers inserting their subjective experiences within it. So this this kind of you know, in a way, destroys the concept of certainty of truth into uncertainty as well. So like I said, although physics still provides us valuable insight into the universe, you know, it helps us evolve closer to, and, and, and there's, there's a key point there. I've changed my wording. I've replaced my 
progress wording that I like to use a lot into evolving. Because like I said, I've said this other episode, so people are probably might be getting annoyed, so I'm not going to continue to say this probably after this episode, but I want to clarify it, is progressing means like we're, we're working towards something to some end that, that we're going to reach and be like content with. But evolving shows that we're continually always changing and and it i think it's a more accurate statement of what we're actually doing anyway that that aside so like i said it helps us evolve closer understanding of what we mean by truth that's what i'm talking about is physics so even though we will never settle on the truth right so although i'm essentially saying truth relies upon our circumstances some of our understandings have the still have the possibility of being truer than others in relation to the reality we live in right so they're they're more true right so this is where we have the kind of the help of the scientific method i think for example and i'm not i don't think anyone should be a scientific method absolutist but i think it's a very reliable uh inquiry into understanding knowledge so the scientific method a thinking method that creates an arrangement of thought that allows the reality we live in to answer back to us accurately so now why but now, based on all this, why why is why is truth still out of reach, right? I'm, I'm talking about how we can physics is helpful, and we have ways to inquire into knowledge to get helpful and truthful feedback in return. So why is truth still out of reach? So I think the reason for the basis is that as the universe expands, right, truth expands, leaving the truth in this kind of constant state of flux, just just out of reach, kind of like that mountain example I said. So Nietzsche. He helped express this this idea in his book, The Will of Power. And I know I'm quoting Nietzsche, but Nietzsche kind of has some good insight into this idea. Even though if he wasn't really directly talking, I wouldn't say he's always directly talking about what I'm talking about here, but I think it still relates. So bear with me. So as Nietzsche said in The Will of Power, And do you know what the world is to me? Shall I show it to you in my mirror? This world, a monster of energy without beginning or end, a rigid quantum of forces unyielding as bronze, becoming neither greater nor smaller, that does not expend itself but only transforms itself, a sea of forces flowing and rushing together in perpetual flux. So how does this relate to us living in society, right? Enough of the science talk, right? What about society? So our subjective experiences and experience and society's collective experience is, I don't know if I want to use the word relative, we're going to use the word relative, but take that with a grain of salt. Uh, I might alter that at some point in the future. But anyway, so it's relative. But that doesn't mean individual understandings and ideas are still equally untrue regarding the truth in the universe. So our inability to kind of land at truth doesn't negate our ability to expand the parameters of our let me, our evolving knowledge, right? So think of it this way. Although we may not be able to reach the absolute truth, like I said, that shouldn't undermine our ability to determine a truth that is more sound from one that is almost certainly not true. That's kind of the point. I hope I'm hope I'm making that clear. Um, but yeah, so the path to truth finds us traveling down a road of knowledge, right? That's, I'm going to try to kind of sum all this up. An experience that is hopefully thrilling and hopefully pleasant. Maybe it's not always thrilling and always pleasant, but... You kind of enjoy the ride, right? So should we stop seeking knowledge if we cannot come to a full understanding of ourselves or the universe? No, but we can pursue 
a useful understanding of truth. Although we cannot fully grasp this like this this grand cosmos, we can continually evolve towards useful understandings within the cosmos. And the use of truth can come in the form of norms where the authority of accuracy matters. So when Trump proclaims, you know, fake news, right? Or his his saying his offenses are not impeachable or something like that. He cannot simply deny the evidence that is put forth. No, he has to provide reasons. No, we so we can we establish norms that accurately or hope to accurately determine the authority of evidence. So we must evaluate the process of determining those those norms. We're constantly kind of debating those things. So we debate, you know, the discussions of the institutions that can help determine the authority of those norms, the individuals that can help determine that, and the groups that hold the authority of determining trusted and the most trusted and truthful information that we can possibly have. So it's up to us as a human species to make truth matter, to make the utility of truth matter, to make accuracy matter. But as Heraclitus said, I want to kind of, this is really where the conclusion's coming in. As Heraclitus said, no man ever steps in the same river twice, for it's not the same river and he's not the same man, right? So you, me, and the universe are always changing. This is as close to certain as we can get. Mind, matter, and existence are always changing along with the universe. And those interactions are always kind of striving towards change. These evolutions are backed by the evolutionary purpose based on our perception of conscious experience. See, evolution is a fight against the decay, the decay of the universe back into its natural state of chaos and disorder. We can only hold back the decay through our continued pursuit of knowledge, understanding, and the pursuit of wonder, right? So, so uh, I'll leave you with this. Meaning isn't stationary and our purpose depends on how we choose to interact with the surrounding universe so with that in mind let's go out and seek truth but as always thanks for listening and i've decided to start putting this at the end so basically i'm thinking the people more apt most apt to click on the links are going to be the ones listening to the end so i'm going to try this out for a bit But uh, check out the Patreon page. You can get bonus episodes. I should be dropping another one of those tomorrow. I dropped one this week. Uh, Yeah, join the Discord as well to kind of further the the, 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 the discussion. And join the newsletter. Check out the YouTube. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much it. So as always, thanks for listening and peace.